my name is Alex. And I am Paula. And we're you two hosts of Deep Space Gay. Hit it. Do it. Engage. Fascinating. Steady as she goes. Welcome back to a new episode. Um, we know we're currently a bit all over the place with our scheduling and everything that's going on. But to be fair, university is really coming for us. And um, yeah, that is the reason why the last episode was late and this episode is now going to be one week away from the last episode and i really hope once that like semester is over we will get back on to a normal schedule um so what we have prepared for that for today is that we will discuss another tos episode this is not going to be a character episode this is going to be an episode on um tos the apple and before we get into that, I just wanted to talk with you, Paula, about the new Star Trek updates we just got in the last, I don't know, two weeks, maybe? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. um, I, I'm like 100% sure you've seen it because we <laughs> already talked about this. <laughs> but maybe in case you don't know, um, listener people, um, Star Trek is releasing some really crazy and cool new stuff in the next few years. And um, two things that are happening at the moment, and these are that both Stranger Worlds and Star Trek Picard have started shooting in LA. And I think yeah. Stranger Worlds is in Toronto and Picard is in LA. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but I think so too. That's what I read. They have started shooting, yeah. And that is the first cool thing. We don't know when these shows will be released. I don't think there's any official information on that yet. We just know that they um, picked up shooting, I think, last week, in the beginning of last week. And another cool thing is that for Star Trek Prodigy, there's going to be, um, like, we got a first look for the characters. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that? Like, did, do you like the character design so far? I think it looks I think it looks really cool. And I know it's going to air on Nickelodeon. And it really reminded me of just, like, one of those Nickelodeon, like, animated shows. It looks just like what it's supposed to be so it looks like a fun show for children to like get into star trek but not anything that's like too heavy on like what we've seen before you know it looks like something new so yeah i'm actually it looked really fun i'm really excited for that too yeah especially and, since kate yeah. mulgrew is like involved with that and you know i love her <laughs> yeah she's going to return as this time admiral so mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not sure how much we're going to see of her, but I think quite a lot um, since she's one of the big names in the production. Um, one thing that's, I think, so far really special is that all the characters, at least from what they look like, aren't from any known or well-known alien species. So we don't have the stereotypical Vulcan or I don't know. It's all like not all yeah. over the place. It's just all new characters, new designs look really fun. And the style of this and like, I mean, we have only seen one picture, but the style really reminds <laughs> me of Star Wars um, Clone Wars. Oh, like yeah, a you're right. Style of animation. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We just um, I, I don't know. They they didn't really tell much about like didn't say much about when the show is going to be released they just said it's going to air on like in america it's going to like in the united states it's going to be released on paramount plus first later on on nickelodeon and i think mm -hmm. here in germany i would assume they will also release it on nickelodeon because we also yeah, get I it think so 
So yeah, that's that's what's new in the Star Trek universe. And another thing that Paula and I have talked about is that we want to start getting into other fandoms as well. Because the main reason why we did so much Star Trek is because nothing else was released due to COVID. Um, the biggest thing we were looking for was Wonder Woman 1980, 1984 and with like no <laughs> cinema release and no release here in Germany. And now going there's going to be a release. We just we watched the movie and we kind of skipped over it. But we, what we wa want to do is maybe in the future is also take a look, especially at Marvel. Um, like WandaVision is currently a show we're really into. And um, that's just something for you guys to look forward to. And I think that was enough pre-thoughts on the world. Pre-thoughts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think it's time now to get into the episode. And as usual, pa I'm going to hand this off to Paula now. And she's going to give you a summary of what is happening in the episode. Yeah, I want to apologize beforehand. If this seems like it's all over the place, the w reason for that is that the episode is also all over the place. So I hope I can explain it in a way that is somewhat coherent. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best. The thing is, like Alex said, we are super stressed out with many things. And yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my job here. So I hope you all appreciate it too. Um, okay, let's start. The Apple is um, an episode of 2S. <laughs> it's um, in season 2 and it's episode 5 of season 2. It was written by Max Ehrlich and that sounds like a German name, which I thought was really funny. And it aired on the 13th of October in 1967. So... Um, we start the episode off by seeing that there's a landing party, um, it's on a planet, they don't say which planet it is, but they say that it's very beautiful, it's very green, there's flowers and plants and like all of that good stuff that they don't get in space usually, yeah, at least not that much. And yeah, the planet is um, described as Eden-like by some of the members of that um, away team. And um, one thing about the away team is that there's tons of people. There's like so many of them. I don't think that before that we had like an away team that was quite this big, just on a like explorative mission kind of thing. And um, another thing that's important is that there's like quite a few main characters in it too. So you have obviously Jim and Spock and also Dr. McCoy. Um, he beams down a little later. And you also have Chekhov in that um, team so yeah just to kind of set it up and um, yeah so basically they're on that planet because um, they've been tasked by the federation to investigate some strange readings but they don't really elaborate on what those readings are they're just supposed to investigate as they do you know exploring space looking at planets being like these are nice plants very neat and um yeah, like, I just want to say something about the plants because, like, they look at the soil and whatnot and Spock takes some readings and he's like, yeah, this is so fertile. It's good, good for husbandry. And, like, we've all seen this quote before, <laughs> right? It's, like, one of those good Spark moments where uh, Jim is like, are you sure? And he's, like, positive. And I'm like, yes, very good husbandry. Like some good husbandry. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll stop talking about that now. But then comes the turn because there are some deadly plants there's like these kinds of just flowers and they look ominous already like they're really dark and weird looking and they shoot basically like poison darts at people so there's one red shirt because obviously there has to be like 
you know, an expendable red shirt. Uh, he gets killed right away. And they're all like, oh my god, we thought this was such a peaceful planet, but it's dangerous after all. And yeah, so, but they move on pretty quickly from that for some reason. They're just like, yep, gotta be careful. <laughs> um, I think like, I think McCoy is like looking at what he can do. And then he's like, yeah, there's nothing that can be done. So yeah, they move on from that. Um, then also, uh, Jim admires some plants and it's very nice because he just stands there and looks at the plants and I'm like, you know what? This is a good scene. This is solid. And, um, so yeah, basically like the away team gets split up or well, they split up on, split up on purpose and then they pretty quickly figure out that the party is being watched. Um, I think it's Spock who figures that out. And um, that's not that important at the moment, though. They're just saying, like, yeah, well, you know, we'll keep a look at that. And um, just as soon as it comes up, we'll investigate or whatever. Um, also funny, like, Chekhov, throughout this whole episode, he's there with a female ensign, I think. Um, well, yeah, I think she's an ensign. And, like, they keep flirting throughout the whole episode that is something that will be important later but yeah just so you know like everyone's like in mortal danger and Chekhov is there just flirting because I think that describes his character pretty well like we said he is there to be like a romantic <laughs> interest kind of guy like someone to fawn over and uh, yeah it's what he does so yeah um that but then after everything seems kind of idyllic once again there's the next mortal danger and that is that the rocks there's like some rocks and um yeah i think it's mccoy who picks one up and throw like he breaks it in half and throws the other one away like one of the halves that he doesn't need anymore and it explodes so they're like wow this is something we did not expect um so yeah yet again you see this planet is hecka dangerous and you need to um yeah you need to be just on the tip of your toes you know is that on your toes? Stay on your toes. I think that's what I wanted to say. You yeah, need to you stay, need to on, stay your toes. on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be on the tip of your toes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, basically, then they take weird readings again. And there's another deadly plant. But this time it aims for Jim. But just in the nick of time, it's Spock who comes in. And he's like, Jim! And he like throws his like bodily pushes him away and yeah like that is yet again a very good scene if you're into all that her comfort kind of i'll <laughs> save you with my own life stuff just like you know speaking from personal experience i do very much like these moments and um yeah the, the thing is uh, spocket gets injured 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 he gets injured a lot in this episode like for some reason it's always Spock who gets hit with like poison or lightning or whatever I don't know why but it's always him and Jim is always like very concerned he's there kneeling by his side being like Spock are you okay why did you do this and like Spock tries to play it off cool he's like yeah I uh, like it was my own clumsiness I just I didn't even mean to save you with my own life I just stumbled and I'm like yeah I see you Spock I see you being there for your captain um, so yeah, they think about um, going back to the ship, but of course the transporter is out. Oh, well, it's not out, but there's like kind of field that prevents them from transporting back up to the ship. So the landing party is stuck, which is turning into a nightmare this whole trip. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically um, the person who is in command on the ship is Scotty, which I think is really cool because yeah, he should, you know, get some responsibility. We already talked about that last episode he's doing a bang up job so 
give him give the man some credit and um yeah so basically scotty is like yeah it's gotta be some very like sophisticated defense system that they have on this planet because um yeah the enterprise is quite a few ways away and that she's still being affected by this is kind of crazy so then there's like a sudden storm just like you see like the sky they filmed the sky and all of a sudden it's not blue anymore it's like black and there's clouds and stuff and i'm like wow someone <laughs> got to go outside for this that's that's Damn. exciting <laughs> yeah and then there's like some lightning and whatnot so yeah you you got it all the works and um yeah so um i said earlier that the whole party was split up so there's someone who went to the village like one of the red shirts so yes first off there's a village there um but they haven't seen any people <coughs> yet um, so then the guy, he's there and he like, um, he comes back to Kirk and he's like, yeah, I have seen the village now. It's like not developed. There's like huts and whatnot. And um, yeah, so, but then I think like the connection breaks up and they, they cut back to the main team again. Um, the thing is that more people get killed, which yeah, for, yeah, we see some casualties, um, not people that, we know or whatever except for Hendorf. Hendorf gets killed and i only know him not from like this episode but i know him from aos do you remember alex he's the um, he's the guy who um jim calls cupcake is that the guy who spoiler for aos i i think um the guy who falls into the laser beamer thing or was that someone else I don't know, <laughs> but I, he's the guy. He's the guy he starts to fight with um, in the first in the movie, bar. like yeah. in the bar. Yeah, I that's, think that's the um, same like, person because I think he's yeah, security, and he later on. Yeah, I think that's the same person. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, cupcake. <laughs> yeah, that's cupcake. He gets killed, and like yeah, Jim is very distraught because he knew him <laughs> and his family very well, like in the uh, TOS timeline. Just, yeah timeline um yeah so that's something i just wanted to mention but yeah so basically jim pretty much blames himself for like all these people dying and for everything going wrong because he's like yeah i should have seen that this was too dangerous and i could have refused the mission and whatnot but spock is like no you could know that you've done everything you can like you're doing such a good job like he's just reassuring him which you know it's very nice to see because they're command team and yeah you know they need to rely on each other um so yeah um the spy that i mentioned earlier he's back and he gets apprehended by the away team and then we learn a little bit more about the people and the planet um that they live on so basically he's like there's this god this godlike entity um named ball and um that guy that they caught and the spy, he's the eyes of Ball and also like the feeder of Ball. I think his name is Ahuta Aluda. I can't really re read my own handwriting right now, but I think it could be Ahuda. Ahuda. I don't know. Yeah, or Akuda, I, I don't know. Probably Akuda. I, I think Akuda, <laughs> but I mean, Mr. Mr. Dude number important. one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude number one, um, eyes of all. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, he's like um, Spock notes pretty well, uh, pretty quickly that he has like these weird implants behind his ears, and then the guy is like, yeah, um, th those are like what Vol sees through basically, like this entity, 
Um, so yeah, they're his eyes and ears and whatnot. And then like Spock notes that they're probably like recorders and some kind of like antennae that he uses to um, communicate with that. Whatever that is. They don't know that yet. Um, so yeah. Um, also something to mention, like the secondary plot, maybe not the secondary, but something that's also important is that the Enterprise is actually in water danger. Because they don't have uh, warp capability, like um, the engines just went out and um, the Enterprise is being pulled towards this planet and they don't really know why or what's happening, but they think that it's got to do with like whatever is going like like wrong or what's like weird about this planet. Um, and then they establish pretty quickly that if the warp drive is not repaired, then everyone basically just dies. Which wouldn't be great because there's like 400 people on the ship and Jim's like, well, we can't let that happen. Which, yeah, yeah they really can't. Um, so, yeah. Um, so then basically the team goes to Vol because they're like, yeah, we want to see what this is about, right? <laughs> and then um, we see that Vol is just like a cave in the shape of a serpent. And I had to think of like Aladdin, you know, <laughs> yes. the cave. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> well um and um so yeah but, but like the power that like like resonate like they have like huge amounts like of power just reading from this place mm. and like it's not coming from this thing that they see it's like deep within the mountain it's just like an entrance and like spock go like tries to go up to it but there's a force field and he gets hit and hurt it again but he's okay um, so yeah, after that they go to the village, um, because they can't really speak to Vol unless he's hungry or whatever. Like, that's the only time the villagers, villagers are um, supposed to approach him, so they're like, yeah, we'll just wait here. Um, so yeah, then we meet some more of the village people, and I... <laughs> village people. <laughs> <laughs> young man. Do, 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 do. I said, young man. Young man. Amazing. <laughs> That wasn't planned at all, by the way. Um, I just wrote down villagers. Um, so basically, they meet some of those people, and they're very nice and very hospitable. And um, they take some readings for them as well, and they are like, wow, there's no children here. That's really weird. And then they pretty quickly explain that they don't have the concept of children. They call them, like, replacements, but they don't need them and whatever. And I think they're forbidden to. And, um, yes, yeah, like I said, they... Um, can also not have love because it's forbidden and that's like a pretty big like point of contention later yeah um but yeah we'll talk about that a little later and um so yeah basically spock takes some reading spock takes some readings and he's like wow these people cannot die they don't grow old because there's like the atmosphere protects them from their like radiation from their sun and whatnot the temperature is controlled they have a really balanced diet so yeah they just don't grow old um, then all of a sudden there's this alarm that sounds and they go to feed Vol. So, yes. Um, basically, what comes next is kind of confusing because there's many things to just, like, go over into the next step. So I'm just going to leave some stuff out now that I'm going to explain later. I hope that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah. So the situation, like, the whole situation gets pretty dire um, because... Um, yeah, they can't really do anything. Like, they see what happens there at the, like, feeding, and they, they can't do anything. They can't even approach. And they're like, well, this sucks, because this was our only plan. So then they have to, like, sit around this hut and distract themselves. And that is one of the scenes of the Apple that, like, I've seen talked about a lot, because it's super funny. 
Um, because, you know, they speculate and they need to distract themselves and they don't have anything else to do. So they discuss, like, what happens when one of these people, these villagers, dies. And they don't really know um, because they're like, yeah, well, I guess the balance would be upset if someone, like, fell off a cliff or whatever. And um, then they would need a replacement. But since these people aren't allowed to know about love or whatever, um, for them that means that they cannot make <laughs> replacements. So have children, <laughs> I guess. And it's really funny because, they, like I said earlier, there's this like one younger um, female ensign. And I think she's, she's a like, yeoman, well, by the way. I think her name yeoman? is yeoman, yeoman Larden. Just amazing. Thank you. I did that not write that down. Um, so the yeoman um, talks to, like, like, basically she gets put on the spot a little bit. And she's like, yeah, well, I don't know how that would happen. And Jim's like, well, Spock, you're the science officer. Explain sex to her, basically. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And he's like, she's like stammering a little bit. He's flustered. And yeah, it's very funny. Just highly recommend to look up that scene. Um, so yeah, in the next scene, Chekhov and that um, yeoman, they sneak off. Like, they're very sneaky. You know, sneakers gonna sneak. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> um and they make out basically that's it and they get watched by yet again more villagers i guess those people don't really know about anything though so they have some like voyeuristic properties about them and then they're like well these people we don't know why they're doing it why they're touching each other like that doesn't seem like a dance or anything but you know looks pleasant enough so they try it out as well and then they get punished by god i think this is probably what mormon people think would happen if they would touch another person they would just get struck by lightning <laughs> a paper mache snake is going to come for them and just zap them okay yeah yeah that's something that yeah, could I... have been in the book of mormon just saying <laughs> yeah yeah not not the actual book of mormon she means the musical but uh, yeah, yeah i'm, I feel I'm like... talking about the musical <laughs> i feel like we need to say that <laughs> yeah. also no disrespect to any people but i just thought it was funny um so basically, um, this wall, he's very angry or it is very angry and um, it like sends the command to this guy that I mentioned earlier that I don't know the name of, the eyes of wall, that he needs to kill the strangers. And I think it's really weird how they treat that or, you know, very interesting because he's like, yeah, you just like it's something like eating or whatever, just doing normal stuff. Wall explained it to me and then he shows them how to basically kill a person and he treats it very just casually it's mm -hmm. yeah it's really weird but i think we're probably gonna discuss that a little later um so yeah basically um and that is something that i glossed over earlier but throughout this whole episode there's a lot of discussion of uh, the prime directive so um spock and bones talked about that earlier and then also spock and jim discuss it because there's this thing like obviously these people live in like an eden-like paradise right it's just beautiful the weather is great there's plants sun um they have everything they need but also they do not have any kind of free will about them they do not have any freedom to do anything like i said they're not even allowed to like love another person and um so like jim argues that yes that's all very great but you still need to have the freedom to choose whatever you want to do or whoever you want to be and they can do that so they basically decide that they should um just destroy this wall and by this point they also know that there's like it's just like a machine 
basically like a supercomputer that controls mm -hmm. everything that goes on on the planet. Yeah, I think I forgot to say that earlier. So yeah, these people don't have a choice. They only serve this machine and they're like, no, we can't let that happen. And Jim is like, basically, fuck the Prime Directive. I don't care what Starfleet <laughs> says. We'll just do it. Yeah, that's the man with like all those <coughs> violations, you know. Bad boy Kirk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's bad basically what they say by the end of star trek 4 no 3 by the end of star trek 3 right a 4 not quite sure um so yeah spock gets injured again cannot believe it um when they stake out vol yet again and jim carries him back he like basically carries him like a sack of potatoes over his it's shoulder so funny. He's holding on yeah. To his, yeah he's holding on to his ass and i'm like yep yeah, sure let's do it um but yeah then there's a very cool ass kicking scene Jim, you know, as first, he is beating up some of the people who want to kill them because, yeah, those people, they said, yep, by dawn next day, we'll kill them. And then they tried, but they didn't, but they didn't know all the asses who would fly at them. So they not did only not the succeed. Also, have you seen the amazing rolling maneuver Kirk did? Just rolling yes. in the sand and then the other person <laughs> just falls over. Like so much style. That, that is a lot of style. And also, I wrote down, the yeoman did a bang-up job. Like, she did yeah. such like such a badass, like, fighting. I was like, yeah, you go. I love that. And, um, yeah, by that point, um, Scotty has actually fixed the engine. Um, but they still can't pull free. Like, the pull is too much. Um, so, in a, like, last-ditch effort, they have Scotty shoot the phasers from the Enterprise into the force field. Because they were like, well, if we starve Vol, which they have, because like the people, like I said, they beat them up and they basically have them in their control now. Um, they can't feed that thing and like it needs a lot of energy. So they are like, okay, but if we shoot the phasers at the force field, then it basically, at some point, the force field will collapse because it needs the energy and wants the phasers or something. That's mm -hmm. how, like it's it's techno babble. I like it's not that important. But yeah, that's basically what happens. And yeah, then wallet is destroyed and they are good to go. <laughs> that's it, basically. Um, Yeah, the people are free. Uh, they can now do what they want. They can love who they want. And yeah, then it's like the end of that is so funny because they're all just standing there and they're like, yeah, but like now we're going to grow old and die. Like, what about the replacements and stuff? And like bones is like yeah if you just carry on the way you do now you're gonna be fine you're gonna have kids <laughs> but yeah so they didn't give them any kind of sex ed which i think is kind of irresponsible <laughs> to be fair yeah it really is it really is all the stds they're going these people are going to have yeah Ugh. yeah and then the, yeah and then they just leave you know and then by the end that's like what gave the um episode its name spock like he's um arguing with bones yet again because that's what they do um, they're on board the ship and they're like walking and um, they're basically discussing that what they did is give the people the apple, like in the Bible, you know, that they're the serpent, Lucifer. And I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, the parallels are there. So, yeah, that's the apple then. That was the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, usually you ask me this, but let, let me start this time. Did you like the episode? I do like it and i think that's one of the episodes that i've probably watched the most just because it's yeah like i said it's really funny but the pacing is so weird it feels like the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the episode is so long where you have just like these people walking around and you don't really know what they're doing or why they're there 
And they're just like, you know, like just doing some investigating, but like nothing happens. And then in between you have all these like weird things happen. And then the ending, it's just like, it's just like that, you know, mm -hmm. they're just done. And they're like, well, I guess that was it now. So <coughs> yeah, like all in all, I really liked it. Like I said, it's really funny, but oh, there's some, th uh, there's some things that we definitely have to discuss and that's the villagers. The way that they are portrayed is not favorable at all. First off, nope. like they have these, like the, the body paint and like the face paint is like darkish red brown kind of, mm -hmm. I think, which is the thing that's not great at all. Yeah. It's and then bad. they have like this, like these decorations in their faces with like white paint and whatnot. And I don't know, their clothes. Uh, for, uh, first of all, like, I mean, yeah, it's Star Trek TOS, like, alien wardrobe, so it's very skimpy. They don't wear a lot. They they, <laughs> they were almost nothing, to be fair. Um, So, yeah, I felt that just really rubbed me the wrong way. You know what I mean? Um, That yeah. wasn't great at all. Um, So, yeah, that's something I didn't like. But, yeah, all in all, I, I do enjoy watching the episode. Definitely. And I think what makes this episode so interesting once the beginning... Like, the first 15 minutes are quite slow. As you said, the pacing mm. is quite off there. But I think later on what makes the episode so good is that you have these really... I mean, for that time, really cool action moments. You have a lot of explosions, fighting, a lot mm. of running. And especially the explosions. I think there were at least four or five on-set explosions. Of course, not like big time where an entire <laughs> building blew up. But like, on-set, something blew up and it made some smoke. And it looked really, really cool. And it really reminded me of the Vinatu open air theater I used to go to with my parents, oh, yeah. like my grandparents, you know, where they're like running around, they have horses and everything, like you have fire yeah. and everything. It's really cool. So, yeah. And with like the whole Vinatu, I know, master of trans transitions, um, I think that's why the like face paint rubs like everything from this episode because you're just like, um, is this supposed to be some sort of parody of native american people <laughs> because yeah, it kind of feels like it especially when you when you, you look at the face paint then you have this whole rural like in the country living people and they're like set back and they don't have the same norms that we have and they they're like only following a god and i'm like oh mm -hmm. that's not great. yeah it basically felt like colonizing right yeah yeah and then Ugh. yeah and i do understand that spock says this is a functioning society this works for them let's not change it because i think that's what the prime directive is for right to protect these um cultures from interference yeah. from like being colonized and yeah i i gotta say it's it's a hard decision to you know that jim has to make to either free these people or um to just leave them be and I do understand that he says like I want them to make their own decisions and also I guess it is tied to the survival of his people of his crew yeah um I think, on the planet yeah. and on the enterprise but um yeah it's it's yeah I and I guess it's good that they discussed it so much right the prime directive and what they're supposed to do and that you heard like some like different arguments about it too Definitely, and I think that's the main fo like focus of the episode is this one conversation mm -hmm. between Spock and Bones where Jim is just sitting there and basically listening and then later on telling them to not shut up but to maybe have philosophical conversations later when they're not in yeah. mortal danger. Where there's this whole, like, Spock's point is basically that 
one thing Jim and especially Bones are doing is applying human standards to non-human societies. And it's, mm -hmm. I think that's something we've discussed before. That's always some sort of, I don't know, not, yeah, maybe a conflict point in all of Star Trek is the entire idea of where, like, when is it okay for us as humans to assume that these people are suffering is it just because we are not used to that or is it actually something that i don't know would be offensive or really like we would say like on earth a human rights violation or something yeah and i think that really applies to also how we as humans interact with other cultures and societies i think everyone whether consciously or unconsciously has had a moment in their life where they were like okay well, that is weird about another culture. And then you have to mm -hmm. basically, I don't know, think about that. And you have to discuss with yourself, okay, is that okay for me to judge? Or am I just being judgmental and being, I don't know, applying my personal norms onto this society? And I think that's really what the episode is about. And I really like those conversations. I'm, I feel like that is always one of Star Trek's strongest points, like philosophical conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's, like said, in a really fun episode. I think, especially as you said, Chekhov is one of the funniest characters. Yeah, I love that sure. moment where there's this moment in this, the episode where um, Jim is trying, like, that's before they meet the, the Eye of a Vow. Yeah. And there's this moment he's, like, to Spock and um, Chekhov, he's, like, you need to make, like, cause a distraction. So Spock is basically yelling at Chekhov, like, you're, you need to be more efficient. And Chekhov is, like, no, you, you, like, I'm the most efficient one. And you're just, I mean, he doesn't say it that way, but basically you're just blind and stupid. And then um, Spock is, like, um, not in that tone. I want to, he, like, don't address me like that. And Chekhov says, what do you want? Violence. And I think, <laughs> like that is like not like that is one of the best moments. And he has these amazing like or like the moment where he's like the Garden of Eden was just outside Moscow, yeah. and <laughs> it's just um, he is one of the funniest characters. And I think that what makes the episode so well. Like if you tr like, I don't want to exclude that part because I think it's a huge problem with the episode, the whole red faced situation. Yeah. But in itself, the episode is really funny. And if you just take a look at like the script and like the the um, overall plot, I think it's it's both funny and deep. And I think that's what makes mm -hmm. a good Star Trek episode. So I think that's why both you and I like it so much. Yeah, I think so too. I also want to include that one. Like it's um, right when they have that um, with the with the Garden of Eden. Um, one moment is really funny when like. Basically, the yeoman and Chekhov can't, like, stop touching each other and, like, start, like, stop kissing. Look, did I say start or stop? They can't stop <laughs> touching each other and can't stop kissing. And Jim is basically telling them to keep it in their pants. Yeah. That is also, like, imagine your captain being like, stop making out. Why are you horny, like, young people? It's it's hilarious. I, yes. I love that. And what I also like about the episode is that it challenges the stereotype that a lot of people put onto Kirk, where he's always portrayed as that womanizer. And, you know, mm -hmm. like people always pretend like he's just some womanizing, sexy times captain. But at the end of the day, like they show him to be not only being able to make the difficult and hard decisions, but also he's like a super intelligent. And I mean, we knew yeah. that before, but there's this moment where he basically tells spock to um take a look at the electromagnetic currents of like the the snake head val thingy <laughs> and i think and also like the way 
I don't know, he behaves in the entire episode. I think that's just really... Mm -hmm. It's one of the better Kirk episodes as well. Because we get to see him be a captain. I feel like more than we do in other episodes. Where he's just there for like... I mean, he is flirting a lot. Like, we cannot deny that. <laughs> no, no, that's, I think, like, just part of his character. But what you see as well is um, that he is such a responsible captain. Like you said, yes. he is so concerned about his team that's there. Like I said, like, there's, I think, like, four people at least that died. And also for, like, the 400 people on the ship. Um and also that we see him just, like, admiring nature and whatnot. Because I think that's, like, something that... Like, people or men don't really do these days either, where they're just yeah. like, I really like flowers. I just like picking flowers. I like looking at flowers because it's like such a, in our society, such seen as such like a girly trait or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really like that, that he's like, you know, that he has this like side that's very appreciative na of nature. Yeah, I really liked it. I think it. I think it does have something to do with his past because obviously, you know, when there yeah. <laughs> are all the plants dying, then I guess you're happy about seeing something green. Yeah, not only um, that. I think it's also like that's something uh, you both you and I we read a lot of like Star Trek fan fiction as well, and I think that's always the one thing when they get to go to a planet and everyone was just like, oh my god, thank god we get to leave the ship. And I think yeah. that's. Not as bad later on when they have the holodecks and you actually have the feeling that you can mm. go outside. But in this time, I mean, it's a bit wishy-washy on that because in Discovery, which plays 10 to 15 years earlier than TOS, they do make a side... Like, have, like I think Pike makes a side remark to holodecks. So maybe they do exist, but we've never seen them on TOS. And I think that's just... Like, you would... like. I don't have to tell anyone. We've been cooped up inside for almost a year and we are going insane. And imagining that you have to work all the time, then you're always in mortal danger and then you never get to see the outside. I mean, I, I get why he's respect, like responding in that way to these flowers. But as you said, it's really, yeah. it's really nice to see that he can have these, at least nowadays, perceived as more like female attitudes as well. And to just be yeah. like, that's cool. Yeah, that's neat. And yeah, like um, to add to what you just said, like that's something that um, Scotty also mentions when they're like, yeah, it's very nice down here. It's very green and yeah. whatnot. And he's like, oh, yeah, I could also use like a walk through just real grass <laughs> among real plants. And yeah, that's definitely something that I could see happening. I mean, we are very happy whenever we can go outside right now. Yes. The weather last week has been great. And we're like, let's take a two hour walk now because yeah. We do, yeah. as humans, I think, need to be in nature or at least outside. Yeah, we need to yeah. get like outside, leave the house. And that's something, like, maybe it's more of a German-centric problem, mm. at least. Because the weather, of course, is not the same everywhere. <laughs> um, no. But I think for us, the last three to four weeks have been quite difficult because it has been raining nonstop. And you don't want to get go outside when it's like three degrees Celsius and it's raining and you just get cold and, I don't know tired and it's like then it's always dark and i think now that the sun is outside paula and i are immediately in a better mood we're both like oh yeah life oh, is great again sure. <laughs> i mean yeah, maybe not like, great yeah. but good <laughs> definite uptick in mood for yeah sure. okay one last thing i wrote down i don't remember which scene <laughs> two things the first one was i love that moment because that's how my brain works where one of these characters is like one of the villagers is like, what is love? And my brain was immediately like, what is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> so that was the first thing. And the thing, I don't know which moment that was, but Kirk had a moment and I was like, damn, 
they really did cast Chris Pine exceptionally well for the like for the character. I don't mm-hmm. remember when it was, but I was just like, damn, he he managed to portray even though the Kirk AOS portrayal is something <laughs> we will discuss <laughs> um, later on later. when we talk about AOS in future episodes. But it's like, even though the whole storyline is changed um <laughs> there's still like he captures captain kirk so incredibly well and i was like damn professional actors insane yeah wait wait so what what was that moment you didn't say i you don't just... remember i don't remember oh. i just wrote down uh how well chris pine captured kirk exclamation <laughs> point because that's how we're taking my notes and i didn't i didn't like it was Right after I noticed, Kyle was still alive. Kyle was back. I was like, I see you, Oh, yeah, Kyle. yeah, yeah. I, I see you. I do remember. Like, he was, I think, the helmsman in that mm-hmm. episode. But and he I also think... was, at, like, at Spock Station at some point. Yeah, but it's so funny because, obviously, this is set in Season 2 and, like, the Tarsus 4 episode was yeah. in Season 1, so that's where he died. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's just there, unexplained. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love that for them. So yeah. yeah, um, that was so, so yeah. I wrote down Kylo's back, and the the, the 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 note after that is "What is love? Baby, don't hurt me." So I don't remember Amazing. which moment it was, but it was somewhere between that these two things. <laughs> All right, maybe some someone like if you watch the episode and if you notice that, maybe let us know. We would love to know what Alex was thinking that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, one day I will watch the episode again eventually. So maybe then yeah. I can just write it down and. <laughs> be like in two years be like oh you remember that one episode oh, we did yeah. on TOS <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Chris Pine I see it now maybe until yeah. then we have some clarity about more Chris Pine Chris Pine Chris Pine, Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pine. <laughs> um, Chris Pine related Star Trek things yeah because we'll like we talked about like all the new news like on st- the new news the current news on star trek stuff in the beginning but one thing that has just been changing again and again and again is like star trek 4 for yeah. some time it was it had like they said that there's gonna be a new movie and then they said there's not gonna be a new movie and then they said that quentin tarantino of all people is gonna direct <laughs> pulp fiction on earth not even in space in the 1920s but with star trek characters yeah it <laughs> that was, was so for sure weird. the weirdest one yeah I I still haven't figured that one out but yeah no, I, I don't know what the act like at the moment I think the the news are that there aren't any I think the big thing is that they're yeah. still working on it but at the same time I don't think many of the actors will come back because I everyone else is doing their own thing by now it's like yeah I'm like it's been like oh my god it's been like 11 years since the first one was released <laughs> no <laughs> existential yep, crisis incoming fast. So, um, yeah, yeah, it stays interesting. Do you have anything else you want to add on, um, like on the episode? For the episode? No, no, that wasn't, okay. I think. Yeah, I think same. I'm just checking my notes, but everything I think we, I wanted to say has been said. So I feel like we can move on, say goodbye to the apple and move on to the fuck, Mary kill part of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should do that. Before do we do that, as always. Do the rules? I will explain the rules. Um, so we play with a couple different categories than you usually hear. Um, the first one is you have to be stuck in the person that comes up in an e- elevator for 10 hours. Uh, the second one or whatever. <laughs> what are you doing? I think Did I say something weird? I think 
<laughs> I will have to re-listen to this while editing, but I think you said stuck in the person. <laughs> oh my god oh my god we could we could at some point establish a new category where it's like you have to switch lives or maybe like just be stuck oh, yes. in their body maybe eventually we have to switch up the rules yeah yeah there's so many so many like episodes where like they switch bodies in star trek as well yeah like turnabout intruder being probably the first one but like many 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 knows. many yeah okay carry on sorry <laughs> Okay, so to repeat, the first category or whatever is you have to <laughs> spend <laughs> 10 hours with that person being stuck in an elevator together. You're still in your own body and they're still in their own body. So, yeah. And the second one or whatever, like, yeah, I don't have them numbered as always, <laughs> is um, that this person has got to be your lab partner for an entire semester. So six months of work with that person. And the last one is that they are your employee trainer at like McDonald's or a similar fast food restaurant. Yeah. Yes. So should I give you my characters first this week? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. <laughs> this like every week I'm like, I there's no characters left every week. I'm like, we have talked about everyone. And then I'm <laughs> surprised every single time that we haven't had these people that I put into our like Google Doc to search them. Yeah. It's really weird. Same. Like, it happens literally every time. Okay, so the first person, and I really, really do hope that we haven't talked about him yet, is Data. The second the second one is Lore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the last one is Dr. Noonien Zoom. Zoom? Dr. Zoom. 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 Yeah. With a G at the end. Okay. But the old one, like the old one, the not the, you know... Normal looking one. The old no. one. Yeah, of course. Of course I get the weird <laughs> old one. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So I think that this one is actually fairly like easy. Oh, hmm. I'm currently thinking when you. do I get to spend the most time with Data? Because 10 hours in the elevator are great. Like, like not complaining. But the thing is, if I'm like his, like he's my, like my, my partner in like university I can go like to the cafeteria with him. I can force him mm -hmm. to be my friend. And he's always looking for friends. So I think, and he's also, I mean, he is literally a supercomputer. So yeah. <laughs> that will be helpful. Um, So I think he's going to be my lab partner. And then Laura is going to be my employee trainer because then I can just try to keep the most dis distance between <laughs> him and I. Because like, I mean, he's evil. <laughs> what what can he I say? He is evil. He always tries to kill some people yeah and, and usually data's friends or data himself um yeah. so yeah and i think that leaves me with dr soong in the elevator and i think that's the big part about that is just me trying to check on him every like 30 to 40 minutes to make sure that he didn't die because he always looks this close to like just falling over and then it's like that's it Yeah. So I think, and that's also if he's like capable of still talking, and if he isn't like a vegetable in his mind, um, oh my god, it could be a really cool like conversation because he's, I mean, he has to be extremely intelligent to build two super computers who are amazing characters. In terms of data, is amazing in itself, and Laura's an amazing character because he's interesting, not because he's a good person. I just feel like I need yeah. to clarify that. Um, so yeah. I think that's my choice. Like Data is going to be my my lab partner. Laura is going to be my employee trainer, and Doctor Soong is going to be my elevator homie. 
Yep. <laughs> Your elevator, homie. There you go. Okay. Okay. I also have a theme because you also had one. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm Sherlock. I saw. Um, the theme is medical. Women in medical professions. And the first character you get is Nurse Chapel. Mm-hmm. The second character is going to be Beverly Crusher. Mm-hmm. Or Dr. Beverly Crusher. And the third one is, um, her name is Tiana, and she is the cat doctor from Lower Decks. Oh, the yeah. The Cacian, I think it's what the species is called. I didn't mm-hmm. even know her name. I had to Google it because we always refer Doct- to her as cat lady. Yeah, th- don't they call her like Dr. Cats or whatever? Dr. Cat I something, think- yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so this is this is difficult yet again. But I feel like I would want Beveler to Beveler. be my <laughs> Beveler to, to be my lab partner. Um because first off I really love her as a character and I would wanna spend a lot of time with her. Um, you know, we could just chill and hang out and also do some work. Also, yeah, obviously she is the CMO of the Enterprise D, so she has them skills. We see her working on like science projects like that she does um on top of her work too All you know time, with the yeah. um yeah i think she's like she likes botanics and whatnot so i feel like you know she's definitely very adept in sciences and um then i would want huh i think i would want um dr what did you say what's her name tana tana okay. yeah anna Okay, I, I think I would want her to be my employee trainer because she is pretty stern um, as far mm-hmm. as I remember. and But, you know, she's not unfair. She really liked Tandy. She she was like, yeah, you're doing such a good job. So I think she, you know, she's just like a typical boss type person. Um, mm-hmm. She has a lot of responsibility and she, you know, she's gruff on the outside. But if you do a good job, you can definitely get into her good graces. And then that would leave Chapel and me in the elevator for 10 hours. <laughs> um, yet again, I think Chapel she does so much work in the med bay on the Enterprise. Like, I feel like McCoy spends probably more time on the bridge than he does yes. in the med bay. At least of <laughs> what we see, right? He's always just on the bridge, standing there with his arms crossed, giving snide remarks. Um, but Chapel, yeah, she does a lot of work. And I feel like it would be pretty interesting to talk to her. And to talk about yeah, all kinds of stuff. I feel like she would not be opposed to some hot goss. No, yeah, you know, she would she love could, that. She could, she could probably inform me about everything that's going on. And, you know, who is talking about who and what. And, you know, what's going down. So that would be really interesting. Because as much as I always say, no, gossip is hurtful. I'm like, oh, give me the tea now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. that's something, that, that is something I need to work on. I do know. Please don't come for me, okay? Um, so yeah, that would be my, my choice, you know? Yeah, sound choices. I, I think I would have chosen similarly. Very nice that I could answer this to your satisfaction. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I'm taking, I, I am taking notes, but I'm also like, I see you, Paula. Mm-hmm. See. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're okay. always seen. No. Okay. So, um, now that we <laughs> did this, um, it's time for the highlight. I mean, I don't know if it's the highlight but i think it's one of the highlights for us because we get to let off some steam so paula oh, yeah. who or what is your fuck fuck of this episode this fuck fuck is a who 
And oh. those people, um, we have actually talked about them before. This is not going to be as profound as last week's um, <laughs> fuck fuck, because that was next level. But it's closer to related to Alex fuck fuck uh, from last week if or from last episode, if you still remember that. Um, because it has also to do with living in this apartment building. But this time it's not the squirrel, although yes, the squirrel is still there. It's still making noise. Um, mm. Yeah, it's alive and well. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, no. It's 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 our neighbors that live downstairs from us because these neighbors, for some reason, I don't know if they were like, yeah, twenty twenty one is not going well for us, so fuck everything, and um, they have decided to be very loud for one. Like yes, they've always been loud, but now they also like have people over from time to time, yes. or at least once they did. Which we were like, mm, this is suspicious and also stupid. People, please respect. You know, the laws of the land at the moment. And um, yeah, they just some music and stuff. But one thing that has really been annoying, like a lot, is that they smoke weed a lot uh, mm -hmm. recently. And the thing is, I don't mind if you, you know, if you do want to do that. Like, I won't judge you for it. But if it affects me personally, that is not great. Because they live like directly, um, you know, on the floor below us. And their bedroom is basically on the same um, just level or whatever. Like it's directly below Alex's bedroom. So every time they do smoke weed, we smell it even though the windows are closed. I mean, it's worse when the windows aren't closed, like yeah. when they're open. But you still smell it. And the thing is, like we get affected by that pretty negatively. Like I know that we both get nauseous and dizzy and get a headache from that or a migraine. So, yeah, it's just really annoying. And I feel like, why can't they do it on their balcony or whatever? Just or anywhere else. Why do, you have to, do they have to do it in their bedroom? You yeah, know? I, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've been wondering like about this for quite some time now. So, yeah, yeah those, those people, you know, they're just annoying in general. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's just, yeah, just really yeah. annoying that they are not you know, conscious of other people at all. And they're just like, yep, I'm going to smoke weed every night and your bedroom is going to smell so bad. Yeah, Because and let's I think be honest, it doesn't smell good, right? No, it doesn't smell good. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing. Like, I would even say I'm pro-legalization. Like, if you want... Definitely. Like, uh, cannabis, it's like hurting any... Like, I'm, I'm not going to say drugs aren't hurting anyone, but I'm saying it's like not the bad thing. We're both drinking alcohol. Like we're both drinking yeah. wine and beer and everything. So I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, but these horrible people. But the main problem is actually like, the first thing is like, it's almost three or four times a week. So I always have to like turn, like light on a scented candle every evening when I, once mm -hmm. I notice, which is also annoying. And at the same time, I'm like, as Paula said, I get really sick and I get really dizzy and I I tried weed and it's not working because as I like, I throw up, it's like really bad. So for me, that's just, just like, I'm like, please, can you stop? So yeah, that, that's a good yeah. fuck fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the most annoying thing that happened this week because it happened so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Alex, now it's time for you to vent. Um, who's your fuck fuck this week? You already know because I, I feel like you already know. Um, this is something we've talked about before and this time it's one specific person. I'm not going to say this person's name because I respect their privacy. <laughs> but we have that one, I don't know, teacher, <laughs> professor who... Um, what the fuck man he he basically is like 
Yeah, um, we're going to do the most useless research project, the history of research projects. And usually when you do science, when you have a scientific research project, which you do a lot in university, you start with research. You research your topic. You're like, is this actually something, first and foremost, people are interested in? Secondly, something we should research? And third, is that something where we can actually make some new findings? He didn't do that. Um, the second step usually is you build, like you create like multiple, usually hypotheses on that topic. He didn't do that. What we did is we first we, we like wrote a code book, like which sounds so no, no, much no, no, more no, spy. No, no, that's not true. Actually, stop right there. The first thing we did was we had presentations to, <sighs> and I say that in the loosest term possible, pick a topic. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is, like, all of us had to, like, hold presentations that, you know, were long. Like, they had to be, like, 45 minutes to an hour long. Yeah. Right? Without and a grade. Then, Without a grade. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't graded. That's right. And he was like, it's to, you know, give you an overview over the field. First off, that is your task. You are the teacher. You're the professor. Like, it's your responsibility to teach us. We basically yes. taught ourselves and our peers. Um, That was... the that, that was the first thing that really pissed me off. But yeah, now you can continue. Yeah, so Sorry. we did that. And he already had a topic in mind. Like we, everyone else was like, oh, these things are so much more interesting. And he was like, no, we're going to take a look at German CEO Twitter communication because oh, yeah, that's the shit. So we rewrote a code book without any plan in like small groups with biggest bullshit. And then later on, like we did like the coding and everything. And now we have a, like in like data we have to do statistics with. And my group, like, bless them. These, like, I, I'm together in the group with three other people. They're all incredibly nice. They do their shit. I, I have no complaints. But they've never done, like, statistics before properly. So for the last two days, I've basically been writing the statistics part of, I don't know, a graduation paper, like a master or bachelor thesis for 10 fucking credit points. <laughs> and I'm still not done yet. I'm... I'm pretty certain at this point it will take me two, maybe three more days to get this entire shit finished. It, it took me two days to do the statistics. Now I've been writing for two days. And it's just... And we have, like, we, of course, because you need hypotheses. You need a scientific process. So what we've been doing is now building these, like like research questions and hypotheses which is just the biggest bullshit because that's not how research works and i'm like oh yeah i've like i've been sitting on this i'm so tired that's like the other thing because i i decided i wanted to take march off because it's been quite a long year fun fact my birthday is in the middle of march and once i'm turning 22 we had hit one year of lockdown so that's always fun to know that I spent my entire, like, entire year of my life in lockdown. And that's the thing. Like, we're all stressed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take March off. And then this fucker comes around. He's like, yeah, you want some free time? Not on my watch, bitch. So basically, I have to, because I want to stress myself, because I want to have some free time and I want to get this shit done. So yeah, he's my fucker. Because, like, he's a fuckbug and he's, he's like, the most incapable. <laughs> like, yeah, he's such an incapable person. And I don't understand how he, like, he has, like... We know that guy. We read like some of his papers back yeah. in our bachelor studies. And I'm like, how? How? You're so incompetent. And you just know everyone else is doing their work for him. And he's just like the most stupidest person in the world. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. Whoo! I'm getting angry again. So, um, Paula, happy things. Who's your dude? <laughs> I have many dudes uh, this week. Because, 
Yeah, like I had to, like Alex said, once the weather got great, which was I think Monday or Tuesday, my mood went up so much. So I had yeah. like an incredibly good week because unlike Alex, I did not have to write the <laughs> stuff for the paper yet. I'll have to do it next week, but just because, oh my God, my mom's calling. Wait. Yeah, I just declined to call. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll have to explain that later. Um, so basically, um, I have to do that next week because like my group. Oh, my mom is calling again. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to text her simultaneously. Um, my group hasn't just gotten done with their stuff yet for the hypotheses because like we said we have the data and now we have to build the hypotheses off of that because that's very scientific yes it is indeed um, <laughs> um, so yeah I'll have a bad time next week but this week I had a good time and there's many reasons for that first off the weather was amazing like I said many times before but yeah if the sun is shining I'll keep talking about it because it's amazing second off um, I have had some you know obsessions that have been resurfaced some new obsessions and yeah all that is giving me all the serotonin um so one of my older obsessions that has resurfaced um is my love for everything um connected to cassie claire's shadowhunter books <laughs> if you don't read a lot then um let me just say that this is a very like popular YA series about people who hunt demons that's basically it and I really, like, I was really into it or into all her books when I was younger, when I was, like, 15 or 16. And, like, I read all the books that were out at that point, but then I didn't really think about that a lot after that, if that makes sense. So I was yeah. obsessed for a short time, but then, like, it fell off my mind pretty soon. And, um, yeah, I have been reading one of her trilogies that came out afterwards because everyone was like oh my god this is so good this is so amazing Alex is like the first person who said you definitely need to read this this is amazing and I was like okay sure I'll read it and I had a great time like I read all the books within one week I think um like they weren't like the longest books but yeah still that was like for me pretty like a lot um yeah so those were great um <laughs> Right, great. Triple talker, great. Um, and I really like them. The books are called The Infernal Devices. Um, they were amazing. Can highly recommend. So that was like a returning obsession. And then instantly, obviously, I ordered the box set for the Mortal Mortal Instruments, which was uh, like her original um series of books. And I'm gonna reread them as soon as I'm done with like what I'm reading now. So that was great. And the next thing that has been resurfacing, Alex um, talked about it at the beginning of the episode, is everything to do with Marvel because we talked about that last year everything that was released was basically Star Trek, right? And this yeah. year everything that's being released is basically Marvel. So um, yeah, I've been a Marvel fan for I don't know as long as the movies have been coming out. Back in the day, I wasn't big on Marvel comics. I mean, I've gotten around to it. Like, I'm reading more and more Marvel stuff um, at the moment. But back in the day, I was mainly just watching the movies. But now, with WandaVision and everything, it's just like, it's that good stuff, you know? <laughs> you just look at the theories and you talk about it with your friends. And it's just like a lot of fun. Like, that sense of community, of like yes. bonding over what's happening and what you think might be happening and everything. And also what's connected to that, um, I mentioned last week that Alex and me have been rewatching the alternate timeline X-Men movies. So now, <laughs> for some reason, you know, you like I think 
most of you that are like on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, you probably know this. Oh no, I hope I don't fall. Like that meme. That's us. We we fell for the X-Men of all people. I don't <laughs> know how it happened. I don't know why it happened, but we have become obsessed with the X-Men. Um, yeah, we're also watching the 90s cartoon because like we're a little bit too young to have watched it. Like we were both born in the 90s, but like in the late 90s. So yeah, it was never really a thing that we like watched or whatever. Um, but now we are watching a little bit of it at a time because it's like being on crack if you watch that show you can't, yeah. you can't watch more than one episode at once <laughs> no you cannot you will you will feel like you're going insane in a strange way it's like it's like weird it's good it but is it's weird it's weird so we usually watch one episode we're eating like either having lunch or having dinner and yeah like it's it's a highlight of my life for sure you know i have new fan fiction to read i have a new i have a new pairing that I can read mm -hmm. about, which is always nice, you know. Yes. Um, some some good old fan fiction, some good old fluff, and yeah. So now we are like slightly obsessed with Magneto and Joseph or John. If any of you is listening to this, we have some <laughs> questions we will be hitting you with very soon. <laughs> it's a list. <laughs> There's so much about this character that it doesn't make any sense. Eh? We have many questions about Magneto. Yeah. So or if any of our listeners are very yeah. adept in like X-Men lore and especially in like facts about Magneto, if you want to talk to us about that, hit us up as well because yeah, we have many questions. Yeah, and some of them are serious, some of them are not so serious. So you said <laughs> Shadowhunters or like the Shadowhunter universe, Marvel, the weather, anything else you want to add on? Yes, 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 I do. I know what you want to point out too. Or um After many months of waiting and after a very long year of writing my thesis, I have finally graduated this week, which is a really <laughs> weird feeling because, you know, like you have these expectations about graduating. You think, oh, yeah, and then you're gonna just get your diploma or whatever. Like usually, I guess you get it handed over to by, I don't know, your advisor or whatever. Or you get it in the mail. No, I got an email and the email wasn't <laughs> even about me graduating. It was just like my old university who were like, yeah, you still have this um, thing that you need to fill out, like this file um, that we need from you to basically tell us that you do want to keep all your grades from the last two semesters because of Corona, you could technically say, no, I don't want these grades because, you know, the situation was pretty awful <laughs> it was but um yeah and they basically in like a very tiny sentence in the middle of the email it said yeah oh by the way your thesis it's here you passed um you got an a whatever and i'm like oh okay that was such a weird feeling but yes that was another amazing great awesome thing and i hope that by the time this episode is released that alex has also gotten her email <laughs> because we did hand the thesis in on exactly the same day so you know just keep her in your thoughts or whatever <laughs> Um, yeah, she needs it maybe one day, one day insane. in the future, I will graduate and not get because the problem is if I don't hand it in my grade at like the end of March, I will get extra ex matriculated from my master. So that that would suck, especially since we've been waiting for four and a half months at this point. Um, so yeah, so you yeah you graduated, you you can now Yay. work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anything yeah, else? That was like a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. So, Alex, <laughs> who is your dude this week? Okay, I only have one dude, and I already talked oh, about well. him. My yeah. dude this episode is Chekhov. He's, like, really funny in the episode. <laughs> He's solid, and, yeah, 
as I said, I did not have a good week. I did not have a great time. Like, I'm so glad that you had a good time, but my week sucked. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to take check off, take my bill, like paycheck and then just leave. Not that we're getting paid for this. Like, who who would pay us? <laughs> just, just the universe I being like, like, here, have two dollars. <laughs> our prof, I'm not going to say his name. Our prof, he should pay us because we are doing his work for him. Yeah, quite literally a fucking idiot. So yeah, um... That was, like, as I said, check off with my dude. I, I think I talked about the reasons before. And I think that was the episode on the apple. Um, as we said before, there might be coming an episode about WandaVision coming your way. So now that, as I said, new stuff is being released, we want to take a look at other, like, media and fandoms. Um, in itself, of course, Star Trek, I think, is at the moment at least staying the main thing. We have some big plans for the last few episodes about TOS um we because now all like we talked about every important bridge character so now it's time to talk about the big three um we're going to have a look at McCoy at, or why am I calling him McCoy I never do that we're taking a look at Bones <laughs> at Spock and of course at Captain Kirk and also discuss two or three no I think two more episodes from TOS before we move on into another dimension or universe in Star Trek so all I'm saying so, um, yeah, I hope you're all staying safe. I hope you're having a better time than I have or had and maybe as good of a time as Paula had. And, um, yeah, anything you want to add on before we say goodbye? Yeah, because you still need to tell them how they can talk to us if they have any thoughts about this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I completely forgot about that. Yep. I mean, who wants to talk to someone anyways? So, no, you can find us on social media on Twitter and on Instagram. Instagram. I, yeah, my, my language just is falling apart. On Instagram, uh, under at deep underscore space underscore gay. And if you want to send us an email, maybe about your hidden Magneto knowledge or maybe on your thoughts of the like about the episode, you can reach us under deep.space.gay at gmail.com. We would love from, mm -hmm. to hear from you. Anything else you want to add on? <laughs> yeah, stay safe, stay sane and... We'll see you next time. Yes. Bye-bye.